There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, hustlers. We know that this 2024, the entrepreneurial journey is filled with challenges. An often overlooked aspect is the time-consuming task of processing payroll and managing government requirements. And did you know that the average admin spends a whopping 50 hours per month dealing with just government compliance? That's time you could be spending on growing your business or, let's be honest, taking a well-deserved break. But fear not, we got a game changer for you. Introducing Sprout Solutions and their tailored solutions for MSMEs called the Payroll Starter. With Sprout Solutions Payroll Starter, you can finally reclaim your time and get your life back on track. Say goodbye to the stress of remembering tax dates or worrying about missed payroll runs. This bundle is designed to make your life easier and your business more efficient. And here's the best part. The cost starts just at 5,000 pesos per month for businesses with up to 10 employees. Yep, you heard that right. That's just 5,000 pesos per month. So why spend another minute drowning in payroll paperwork when Sprout can revolutionize the way you manage your payroll and government requirements? Take the first step towards a more efficient business today. Visit sprout.ph slash payroll starter monthly 5K. If you missed that, don't worry. We have it in the description box of this episode. So click that too. And again, big shout out to Sprout Solutions because your time is too valuable to be spent on paperwork. Reclaim it with their payroll starter. Now let's begin this episode. The Hustle Share Podcast is brought to you by B21, a platform which helps you start your journey with cryptocurrencies. Visit b21.io slash hustleshare and get $2 upon signing up. Also by Ideaspace, a nonprofit supporting innovation and technopreneurship as a path to nation building. Ideaspace runs an annual startup competition. For more information, make sure to sign up for their newsletter at ideaspacefoundation.org slash connect. Also powered by Podmetrics, the only analytics platform you'll ever need for your podcast. Sign up now at podmetrics.co for free and use the code HUSTLESHARE. We just complement each, each other so well. You know, just her giving me um, hard feedback when I need one and me being able to vocalize like tough like situations as well and tough sharing tough feedbacks to her. That's why um, this um, relationship worked out so well. Welcome to HUSTLESHARE. The podcast that features the daily grinds of unique hustlers around the world to show not our differences, but that our hustles are very much alike. Now here's your host, Ron Sturbeet-Yong. Welcome to the latest episode of the Hustle Share Podcast. We are going international. We're talking about teams and, and, and uh, how you can actually um, grow a, uh, an amazing team while... Outsourcing uh, technically, and 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 while you're doing that, but again, before I get carried away, I I don't, I'm not good with intros because I want my guests to flex their own shit technically. But let's welcome to the show Miss Brianna Carney and Kate Rincodan of Crew Bloom. Whoop whoop! Welcome to the show, Brianna and Kate. 
All right. Again, thanks for, for thanks for being on Hustle Share. Welcome, welcome to the show, guys. Thanks so much for having us. Again, so shout out to Tina. Good to be here. Uh, who, who made this happen, who I've met in my past no, my first ever startup. It was a it's a nightlife app and you were well nightlife alumnus. Uh, alumni, alumnus, what the hell. So there. Okay, before I get carried away, I always have to ask the million dollar question. Brianna and Kate, what's your hustle? Yes, so I guess I'll step in. Sorry, Kate, I don't want to step in this, but um, so Kirkman just um, connects the top 2% of global talent um, with sales and support roles at um, growing companies, um, typically onshore in the U.S. Got it. So that's top 2%. That's hard, huh? That, that's a, that's a, probably the 98th percentile of, of, of all the best dudes. So it's hard to really source out, and especially... Now uh, I can empathize so much because I am growing uh, my 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 newest startup podcast network Asia, and I'm very particular about the type of talent that I attract. Number one, if they're a culture fit more than anything, because I don't care about the talent only, uh, just the talent. I care about the culture fit of how they would actually add on to what we've already built. Yeah. But before I get carried away, I need y'all to buckle up because we're gonna have to go intergalactic on this episode because we're going to have to ride the hustle share time machine you go first and then you go to the we got you okay now we're all the way back because um i want to understand you know before you uh you guys decided to work together i'm pretty sure you guys had early hustles in what you you've done and again uh i, I have a little profile of yours here, like like Brianna started in a startup firm before, and uh, Kate also worked before in filling the employment gap in the Philippines. But walk me through, uh, outside of what you've sent here before, what were your early hustles like? Would you had any link of you know uh, of of hints of what you wanted to do growing up, or were there any uh, heavy influences growing up to what you guys were doing? Um, I guess I'll start this time. <laughs> yeah, so I think you could relate here, Ron, because, you know, the, the the Filipino culture, right, typical Filipino mentality is parents advising their kids to study well, you know, graduate, get at a good university, and then once you graduate, find a good job, ideally a high paying job if not go abroad right so for me um entrepreneurship is something that's not really taught or even encouraged by my parents but when i was in high school i started my job i started working already in terms of like doing like part-time jobs you know i was tutoring kids because my mom was like a preschool teacher um and then i was doing like a side hustle at the church as well (laughs) (laughs) because you know like playing the piano and all and then teaching them like joining the choir you know i earn money through that so that's good but then even at that juncture um i'm i didn't really consider becoming an entrepreneur because again like my mentality is to find like a good job after i graduate so it was only when i graduate graduated from the university um and i started becoming interested in the remote work space that i explored you know um online businesses so what could i really do with like internet right and online like how how could i use this um channel to just 
um, like do more, right? Because you could do a lot of things. Um, and that was way back 2014. Um, and the the online business didn't really like boom at that time, right? Like it was still starting. Even like the remote workspace was still starting at that time. So it was only then that I got interested about, you know, becoming an entrepreneur or even like considered exploring that channel so i didn't start really um unlike right. other um entrepreneurs yeah okay for, for you brianna how did you start it start out because again you, you it says here that you worked in a startup and you talk about uh what happened prior to that uh you know how how is growing up like where you had inklings or influences about entrepreneurship or at least you know sourcing talent out yeah, so um, I think for me, the seed um, of entrepreneurship was planted in college. So I went to business school, um, had a chance to um, have some pretty influential professors that really helped um, empower me um, to, to be confident that I could um, grow and, and develop something from nothing. And then yeah, had a chance to move to New York after um, college worked at a small startup before um, moving to Amazon. I'm really thankful for those experiences. Wow. But it, it kind of helped me to um yeah i guess um firm in my handshake so to speak got it now uh, one thing about amazon though and uh, i I've, I've listened to this in another part i forgot it was if it was a16z or um harvard business review um they say that the, the culture of amazon did not change when they were just like 100 people and they became 10,000 people Describe to me that experience, uh, what you did in Amazon and what did you take away from, from, from that experience? Because again, for, I don't know how to, I don't know how you call your formal Amazonians or Amazoners and like, uh, you know, always, you know, it's like former, former Googlers, they end up usually creating a, a really amazing startup on their own too. If they pursue entrepreneurship. Yeah, so I'm really thankful for my time at Amazon. Just really smart folks I got to, to learn alongside and work alongside. I was at a startup within Amazon, so it was really um, an awesome chance to really um, absorb Amazonian culture, which is just so signature and unique um, and kind of a common um, thread between us all. Got it. All right, now let's go back to Kate. I'm going inter uh, crossing the Pacific every single time here and the Atlantic too because I think uh, Brianna's in the East Coast so this is probably the most uh, the, the the heavy travel that my time machine can go in within uh, within this short amount of time but Kate I want to understand too um, so you tried the, the online business thing but did you have like a, a solid uh, experience in corporate as well that he heavily influenced you the same way Brianna did with Amazon? That's a really funny question. <laughs> I always share this um, because, you know, I studied in Baguio City at a university in Baguio. So, um, or UP Baguio. Yeah, UP Baguio. So when I graduated, <laughs> good call. <laughs> um, so when I graduated, I went to Metro Manila, here in Metro Manila, to find a job. Okay. And I was shocked. Like, it's a culture shock for me. Like, yep. my laid-back life in Baguio City. Yep. Suddenly, I have to, like, go to Metro Manila. Like, the hustle and bustle. The traffic. And the heat. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't take it. And so, that at that time, um, I remembered an ad from my university for, like, advertising for um, online English teachers. Mm. And so... I honestly tried applying. Um, I even got some calls right from um, 
laboratories because I, I, I studied um, biology at the university, so I, I applied at laboratories. Um, unfortunately, like the pay wasn't that great, you know, and then I have to like travel um, to work. It, it takes two hours at least. Wow. Um, yeah. So like for me, I, I felt that it wasn't worth it, you know. It wasn't worth it at all. So what I did, um, since I have a stable internet connection, I uh, applied for remote jobs. So I started with the easiest one that I <laughs> considered that time easy. It's applying for an, an online English teaching job. Oh, that's hard now already. Typically... No, 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 no. It was really, really common that time. So okay. that's that's my first step in um, becoming a remote worker. So I didn't take um, a corporate job. I started becoming a remote worker um, early on in my career. And was that an eye-opener for you? Because again, um, one thing about uh, remote work, because I did try that out as well. In between my first and second startup, uh, mm-hmm. I lost everything. My first startup failed, the one where I met Tina with. Um, so I had to like pick up the pieces, but I didn't want to go back corporate. I, I, and they, what, what they, they always say it, then that when the bug of entrepreneurship hits you, it never leaves you. Don't You don't want to ever work for somebody else. You just have to rebuild again. At least yeah. in, in, in my um experience that that's what i felt and i said i'll just have to make ends meet while i'm trying to figure out what i'm going to do next right mm-hmm. and one thing that i've learned through that experience in in doing remote work is like hmm, this can be pretty lucrative uh if you really just find the right opportunities and now again it's a mixed bag sometimes especially if you're not in the top two percent or whatnot because uh it, it's hard to really stand out especially in a competitive landscape where everybody's offering the same shit Right. Mm. But for you, what was that experience like that made you actually realize that, hey, this is something I can do for a long time, especially now that you have a startup revolving around that 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 uh, that feature? It was revolutionary for me, at least, because I know um, a lot of my um schoolmates before they they either um went to like a took a corporate corporate job that's one and then some of them um pursued higher studies but it it was only me who was actually (laughs) um having like an online job so i like i did like a comparison because i asked around right like how much are you earning you know etc etc turns out i was earning more than what they're earning so even if i'm just you know, home base. So long as you work really, really hard, you know, and you're dedicated to what you do, then you're still able to like create a career out of that path that you take, even if it's different from um, what others expected from you. Got it. All right. Now let's go back to Brianna. Okay. All the way back to the East Coast. All right. Um, I want to understand Brianna because there's one thing that's very interesting here that, you know, after Amazon, you left the tribe and went uh, traveling. Uh, around the world, uh, and again, this is a very interesting uh, thing because I want to. I want to do this. I just don't have the wherewithal and time to get that done. Somehow, some way, I feel like some some so, some sometime down the road, I would be able to get it done uh, when 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 I don't have all these shackles around me. But what did you learn in this thing? Because again, nothing teaches you like travel around the world. That eventually, you know, you, you get an epiphany through that experience. And uh, did that lead? to you co-creating Crew Bloom with Kate? Yeah, great question. So I think just my overall um, takeaway and and kind of what I absorbed from traveling is just that humans are great anywhere, right? Like there are um, humans uh, all throughout the globe that are just building and accomplishing radical, highly disruptive things. 
Um, and I just kind of believe all humans are good. <laughs> like it, it's just this, this, um, belief perspective, that, uh, that, that's just always a change, change right? Um, but for, for whatever reason, I ended my trip in the Philippines. I was like kind of toying between Bali and the Philippines and, oh, nice. um, <laughs> I ended up, um, spending two weeks in Manila, just kind of like some, um, flight issues. And I was going to go on a, um, day trip to the, um, Tai Tai Volcano. Yeah. So I was like staying at a, um, a hostel in near Malati and, um, got like on a jeep to like this bus station. Oh, you did a jeep too? Oh my! Okay, you went you went full the full experience. Okay, all about the jeep things. Um, so yeah, I just like got on this bus, and there was a woman who lived um near um Tagatai in a in a, a few towns before that. Sure, and she was just getting off her shift at a call center. She spoke immaculate English. Just like the like absolute salt of the earth human and yeah she yeah. just kind of changed my life we got to talking she shared she was commuting three hours to get to her call center job she again spoke better english as as my entire team does than i do yeah. um and it just kind of got me to thinking um why are you spending six hours commuting to a call center um how could i um, potentially impact a life like hers in a positive way Got it. Now, I want to understand, through that trip, did you meet Kate? How did you guys uh, come together and actually co build Crew Bloom together before we take our first break? Yeah, so Kate was just my first hire, just had this hypothesis. Um, yeah. Kate was the first person to respond to, I think, what was it, Kate? Craigslist? It's a Craigslist ad. <laughs> Craigslist, yeah. wow. Yes. Okay, nice. And then yeah. how, how did you guys like come together? Because again, um, it's hard to, 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 to trust someone. It's also hard to get the right fit at the first try or the first at bat per se. Right. You know, uh, me, I've had multiple flumps. I got hit. I got beanbagged a lot too, you know, just to, uh, just to get the right person to work with me. It took a lot of tries, but for you, you got the right partner technically or the first hire that eventually became the partner. What was that dynamic that allowed you guys to to work together smoothly? I guess for me, just like I I don't know, even, I was like on a podcast last week and just asked like kind of what was like what's made this all possible. And I don't, I know it's just like getting emotional, but I'm not like that religious of a person. But in some yeah. sort of um, karmic energy, I just kind of believe that she was the salt to my pepper like peanut butter to jelly vibe Aww. like she's just so much more instinctual and technical and oh, <laughs> we're a lot together it hasn't always been peaches and cream and and a lot of days are really tough but um i, I feel really lucky yeah uh, and i guess to just add there on um i guess there's luck factor right in, in every situation but right. you know um when when you form what you call like a partnership like just being very transparent and vocal is something that's essential right and so as Brenda mentioned like we just complement each each other so well you know just her giving me um hard feedback when i need one and me being able to vocalize like tough um like situations as well and tough sharing tough feedbacks to her um i think that is um another important factor that's why um this um relationship worked out so well got it all right now let's take our first break and when we come back let's do a deep dive into the crew and all the flowers and crew bloom well, let's talk about that more after the break planning for your next trip 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey guys, I have a very, very exciting opportunity I want to share with you guys. If you're a B2B startup founder, listen up. Your ticket to growth is here. Introducing Impact 24, the Philippines' largest B2B SaaS challenge. Calling all startups in their pre-launch, pre-seed, or seed stages. This is your chance to accelerate their growth. Submit your pitch to Impact 24 and get ready for a 10-week intensive program to elevate your solution. What's in it for you? How about up to 500,000 pesos in MVP project support, exclusive credits from industry partners, personalized mentoring, and a shot to pitch at SASCON PH, the country's biggest SAS conference this April. But yo, you gotta hurry up because submissions close on January 26, 2024 already. Don't miss out on this opportunity to take your startup to new heights. Apply now at saschallenge.ph. That's saschallenge.ph. And good luck and I'll see you guys in Impact 24. And we're back from the break. We're still with Brianna and Kate uh, from multiple sides of the world, but now we're just in one room, uh, you know, trying to talk about how now Crew Bloom was made. So after, you know, getting Kate and whatnot, what was the the, the, the main thesis that you were trying to do? Because at the end of the day, as, 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 a, as a new business, you don't really figure that out right away. Was it really outsourcing right away? Did you try to, uh, was it more of like a, a generic whoever has uh, whatever we need to hire and how did you zero in to a certain types of talent and opportunities instead of just like trying to go over whatever comes your way? Should I take it? <laughs> Sorry. I don't, I don't, I don't want to like step on your toes. I just think that um, there's undeniable value and, and room for disruption in the call center industry. So I have the utmost respect um, for our, I guess our competition, um, the, the, the big guys that kind of came in and, really um, were able to see the, the value in our industry and what we're doing. But I also um, think Kate and I both saw a, an opportunity to um, disrupt. So first and foremost, just adopting a remote work model since inception was really important to us. Both of yeah. us value sustainability and the, the, um, the I guess, the, the footprint that we're, we're leaving on planet Earth. And um, that's important. Um, also, just kind of fostering a, a work um, culture where, where folks didn't hate showing up to work every day. Um, and that coupled with our, our secret sauce of finding um, top performers, I think. Is- now, I'm curious because in a typical call center, and again, uh, just 
putting it out there. I the reason why I have this accent is because I worked in a BPO as my first job, right? And stuck since because if I didn't talk like this and I talk like Joseph, nobody will take me seriously. So I can't. I cannot talk like that in my normal Filipino accent. By the way, just let me just say this. I saw in the latest um uh I was looking through our messages. Uh, I'll just digress a little bit. And some dude messaged me in the New Year's at 5.24 a.m. and says, pack your fake accent. Like, what accent do you want me to use in this podcast? Huh? Okay. <laughs> we got haters in the building now. I think we've made it because we have haters. <laughs> it just felt so funny. Anyway, going back. So the, the dynamics of having to work in a, an office and have the training and also the team camaraderie it's it's so contagious, you know, having to do that, and also having a stable infrastructure of you know quality in the the internet and whatnot. And remote again also has its advantages, but it's hard to QA that and maintain the same amount of quality, especially for your new startup in that in a service driven uh, business. How did you make sure that there wasn't a steep drop off so that the, the the quality of the service remains the same, so that you know again people will keep coming back. Yeah, so for me, because since I oversee the recruitment department, one of the things that we have to like implement at first, right, is making sure that they have a great work from home setup and it's um, quality checked. So right now we just ask them to upload or take a picture of their laptop specs, just making sure, right? As you mentioned, we have to like double check. Um, we take their speed test, right? Um, we make sure that we they have everything that we need, including like a web camera. So when they hop in interviews, we can see them, right? Um, they have a quality headset. Um, they have a backup internet, a backup device. So we have like a list of requirements um, and then a checklist just to make sure that they're actually supported and they're able to like do their job even when they're working remotely. All right. Now I'm I'm curious about roles, right? You're you're both in the in both sides of the world and you're technically able to cover a good twelve hours where every someone's sleeping and there's there's that overlap in between. How does that dynamic work? And how do you make sure that you grow together uh, despite the time differences and also the, the challenges in between? So actually, there's not much difference because, you know, Ron, we follow great, well, you know, this term graveyard shift, we yep. follow um, the shift of our clients. So as Brandon mentioned, most of our clients are um, in the U.S., so we follow their hours. So all of our team works um, um, graveyard shift or night shift gotcha. just to make sure that we're able to like collaborate and communicate real time um, hop on meetings like this if need be so nothing slips through the cracks that is amazing now I want to understand the finances because any business at the end of the day will have to go through um, bumps and bruises trying to make the ends meet how did you did you bootstrap this did you raise some funding just to make sure that you get the through the cracks because again at the end of the day as much as you want to get paid right away um let's just admit it in a service business people don't pay on time sometimes and you have to top up to pay the guys right how, how did you make sure that it, this is something that's sustainable and uh, at the end of the day you, you end up getting good margins while you're starting out um so i think um kate and i are are both 
pretty conservative when it um, comes to just the, the day to day operational expenses that that we um, are responsible for overcoming. Um, we bootstrapped to profitability given our remote work model. Um, our overhead was kept quite low. Um, I think both Kate and I made um, uh, I know Kate, I'll, I'll speak to Kate, made a ton of sacrifices just to ensure that um, for the first three or four years, um, our team's livelihood and wellness was secured before ours. Nice. Um, and I think um, only at some point last year did we kind of both have a chance to exhale and, and feel that it, at some point it would pay off. Nice. And again, it's a sacrifice of an entrepreneur. It's not the, the short-term gains that you're after. Because at the end of the day, you're building a tribe uh, as you go. Now, I want to talk about the tribe. Because aside from you, you can't do it all, right? You have to surround yourself with the right team. That also, I mean, I mean, that also helps out other teams to surround themselves with the right team. So it, it's a it's something that multiplies over. Let's talk about the team that you surrounded yourself with first. What are the talents you had to surround yourself with, and how did you grow that from the the start uh, of having the two of you? Yeah. So as you mentioned a while ago, Ron, finding folks that's really smart and culturally aligned is what we aim for. Um, we didn't even um, looked into their degree when we started. We just looked for folks whom, um, like, of course, like one is experienced, right? Um, especially for senior girls. But if we talk to them, right, and we feel that oh, like we like we would like to work with this person, um, they're culturally aligned based on their answers during the interview. Um, that is how we started building the team that we have. Like there is, of course, like some um, hiccups here and there, but we, I, I personally think that we nailed that um, recruitment aspect. Nice. Um, at Herbloom. And how big is the team now? Uh, from the beginning, two of you, how did you? grow or especially in a remote setup this, this is amazing uh to have how many years now like four or five years uh of existence close to five yes yeah this april <laughs> give or take 30 um the, the core team um with um dev and, and some guys on contract wow um, and yeah that's amazing. Now, I want to understand before we talk about my favorite thing, which is culture, you know, because you have a seven core values. Last question before we talk about that. Why did you choose to, to say again, uh, talk sales and I forgot the other one? Uh, why only the top 2% of a certain niche? Because I've seen outsourcing companies focus on tech, focus on HR and voice support and whatever. I mean, there's so many of them uh, that you can also technically tap but why did you focus on those top two opportunities i mean those opportunities and why only the top two percent how do you even know if someone's not bluffing uh to be top two percent per se so um i'll, I'll answer the second one amran so okay. um whenever you look at the typical recruitment process right of a call center it's just a one-day screening process yes um and then just taking a look into their experience vetting their um character references and they're good to go um so at kerblin what we did we created a rigorous seven-step screening process at first wow. and then we just consolidated it to like a five-step screening process and then once 
there like just going through that interview process it's really rigorous we already have a lot of fallouts and that just shows who's really determined to get a job at who's persistent right who um has like the grit to just go through that process and then after that and then yeah they also undergo um, a training when they're onboarded by a client they're evaluated during that time they're um actually competing with other trainees and so like the at that juncture, you'll be able to identify who's a top performer and that's, who's not. That's amazing. Now, again, why those uh, those two opportunities? Bri- uh, Brianna, you said uh, you talked to, about it. Uh, what are the two uh, buckets, technically, or two, two competencies what you focus on? Is it sales and what's the other one? Support. So, like, customer sales service. Support. Got it. So, why those two and uh, wh- how come you didn't take it, uh, I mean, make that wider or is it really because it's easier or based on your experience it's 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 more uh it's easier to 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 really drill down and go deep rather than go wide yeah great question so i think when we look at um um where where there was room to disrupt got it so the top tools of the world technical outsourcing has been done for 35 years and the stronghold of that is india um when we look at um, technical outsourcing, um, typically that's that's um, more susceptible to project-based opportunities. So it'll be like draft this code, get this app launched, um, and then the, um, the project ends. And so I think Kate and I were really excited about sales and support because they're team-based opportunities typically. Yes. And so unlike a VA, which is a one-off, we were excited about um, having a, a big revenue opportunity with teams. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Now let's talk about the core, the seven core values of Crew Bloom. Because at the end of the day, I don't care what your startup is. If you have a flimsy, vague culture, your team is not going to make it, even if you have competent people around it. How did you build the seven core values? And what are these seven core values that you have in Crew Bloom that you can share to the hustlers listening to the show? Crew Bloom is, um, um, for, as a remote team, we're forced to um, take ownership of making a lot of decisions. And so I think having commonalities between us, although we all bring to the table radical differences and um, we pride ourselves on, on being individuals, I think it's really important in particular when we look at the leadership team taking ownership of, of tough decisions for them to be able to have a compass and, and to um, ha- have a guiding light. So sure. um, our seven core values are growth. So just um, mm-hmm. pursuing the best version of ourselves, happiness. So we think the happiest folks produce the best results. Absolutely. Um, humility. So just being dedicated, lifelong students, always trying to learn um, and being curious. Empathy. So um, taking on one another's challenges as our own. Mm-hmm. Dependability, which is Kate's favorite, just being trustworthy and counted yep. on. Mm-hmm. Sustainability, so just doing right by Mother Earth. And um, transparency, so just um, building up a, a culture um, based on trust. That is amazing. All right, now let's take our last break. And when we come back, let's pay it forward to the other hustlers who are listening to the show. Uh, asking about you know how you can uh, hire the right team for, for, your, for your teams as well as you're building your business. But let's talk about that more. After the break. 
Hey Hustlers, it's time to talk business once again and we're excited to share a bit more info about our sponsors, Sprout Solutions. And again, just like what I said at the start of the episode, you should check out Sprout's Payroll Starter as you grow your own startup. Because this bundle that they have is literally what you need to take your startup to the next level as you grow your employees. And this bundle is your key to freedom, including payroll outsourcing to experts, a subscription to timekeeping and attendance software, and government compliance services. Sprout's Payroll Starter has you covered for payroll, BIR, SSS, and taxes. All the stuff that no founder loves to do. So let Sprout handle the busy work and say goodbye to lines and tax payment stress. All this for as low as 5,000 pesos. Again, that's just 5,000 pesos all in for your payroll and HR needs. So visit sprout.eh payroll-starter-monthly-5k or again, just click the link in the description box of this episode to elevate your business management game. And again, big thank you to Sprout Solutions for liberating your time for what truly matters. Hey Hustlers, wish there was an easy way to open a bank account and grow your money without the hassle of lengthy application process and income documents? Well, I got good news because today's sponsor, Uno Digital Bank, is here to help you achieve your financial goals. You can easily open an account with the Uno app in just five minutes and one valid ID. And as one of the six digital banks licensed by the Banco Central ng Pilipinas, the company is committed to providing customers with simpler, better, and more accessible banking. Last year, Uno Bank was recognized by the Asia Banking and Finance Awards and bagged the title Open Banking Initiative of the Year due to the success of its partnership with Gcash, one of the Philippines' leading mobile wallet platforms. And with the Uno mobile app, you can access an hashtag UnoReady savings account and enjoy daily interest crediting. With their hashtag UnoEarn or hashtag UnoBoost time deposit accounts, you can enjoy a high interest rate of up to 6.5% per annum. Enjoy monthly payouts with hashtag UnoEarn in flexible tenors with hashtag UnoBoost. Other app features include pay bills, the Uno Virtual Debit MasterCard, life insurance, scan and pay with QRPH, and phones. And the one thing that I really love about Uno Digital Bank is they're open to collaborate with a lot of Filipino startups. I've had a chance to see the partnerships that they've had lined up with the startups that they have, and it's truly exciting to see how a digital bank like Uno can enable startups to unlock the power of fintech through digital banking. So if you're ready to elevate your banking experience, download the Uno mobile app today from the Google Play Store or App Store. Or if you want to collaborate with them, I'll be happy to give you an intro. Just shoot us an email at hello at huffleshare.com. Hey, Hustlers, I hope you're having a great 2024 so far. As you know, a lot of startups had a very challenging 2023, and hopefully things are going to do better this year for a lot of us. Not just because it's the year of the dragon, but also because our sponsor, Dragon Pay, is here to help your startups process payments in the most efficient way. Established in 2010, Dragon Pay empowers businesses of all sizes to accept and disperse payments through secure and convenient channels, giving your customers the flexibility to choose the payment method that suits them best. With over 85 partner channels, 35,000 partner branches nationwide, including QRPH, e-wallets, crypto, buy now, pay later, and many more. They also process an astonishing 15 million transactions processed globally each month. Dragon Pay is your trusted choice for online payments. And here's something to show you how legit Dragon Pay is. 
Dragon Pay was named Fintech of the Year at last year's Philippine Fintech Festival in 2023. So let's make 2024 extra prosperous for you and your startup in this year of the Dragon. For more details, head on over to dragonpay.ph. That's dragonpay.ph. Trust the pioneer, trust DragonPay. And we're back from the break. We're still with Brianna and Kate again from Crew Bloom, who now told us, you know, how how to really make this thing work uh, and how values and 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 uh, uh, and culture is a big big uh, difference in how to make this grow. Now, I want to understand one thing because working remotely is not easy and i've seen you know a mixed bag the the, the more uh technologically advanced or, or ready or digital natives didn't really have a good uh didn't really have a hard time uh adapting whereas those people who are always stuck in the office looking at each other and gossiping with each other had a hard time that uh, had a hard time adjusting to the setup but for you you've always been remote so if someone's mm. still struggling here, listening to this, this the dynamic, and again, even after the pandemic's over, I think a lot of what 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 we realize now is that you know what those meetings that we used to do and we waste our time on could have been done remotely through a Zoom call or whatnot. And it's I think it's gonna radically change how work is done. But for you, since you're natives in this type of setup, what would be your tips? We're having a great working relationship that there's still check and balance and at the same time, enough trust to go around so that people are still accountable and also responsible for their own work and deliverables. That's an interesting question because, you know, when when you, you start becoming a remote worker, right? The For me, one of the most important traits that you must have is discipline. Like, it doesn't really matter if you're an extrovert who really likes working alongside other people, you know, um, you could communicate easily, like hop on a Zoom call, right, or hop on a Skype call with someone if you're, if you really wish to like share your ideas or just have like a talk with someone, right? So um, for me, so long as you have that discipline, then you'd be able to succeed um, becoming a remote worker. And um, for you to be able to make sure that your team is producing, um, there are some steps that you have to 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 take, right? Okay. So um, at Crewbloom, I really love one of our tools. It's Time Doctor. So it it's similar to like a clock in, clock out system at an office where they log in when they start their shift. If they take their break, they log out and then they log back in again when they start working. And it measures like a lot of things like their screenshots, you know, and also that's really, really um, helpful for us. And then next is like setting like goals and KPIs for them. So knowing how to measure their performance and them knowing to us well, right? Like how we'll be measuring them um, is very important. And that's how they know that they're being productive or not. Now as a management team, again, being remote, uh, has its pros and cons, and running and making quick and and snappy business decisions is very important. As co-founders and I guess your management team, how do you make sure that you're on top of things, especially if there's payroll and whatnot? How do you make sure that uh, nothing falls through the cracks? Uh, aside from communicating to your team, but also making the right decisions at a team and making sure that you're addressing any type of issue that needs to be addressed. Um, so I think communication is essential. Um, 
um, having a dependability as a, a core value, I think, um, is um, kind of, I mean, required or essential as a remote worker. So I think that genuinely my team um, working remotely, possibly in um, a, a ocean apart, is, is right. more responsive than an in-office team. Um, I think that, um, yeah, just communicating on a regular basis um, and leaning on one another and, and knowing they'll be there for you. God, that's amazing. All right. Now, I want to understand the proper hiring techniques. I know we're not going to replicate and copy the whole Ruby thing, but a lot of people, especially if they're growing a business, usually fuck this up. So I'll come clean. Just like for me, I did not know how to weed out. And as a first time entrepreneur, I remember I'm coming to an interview and I'm more nervous than the applicant. <laughs> because I don't know how to do this. And not everybody has a luxury of being able to hire, you know, professionals like you have been in the game and have been through thousands and thousands of interviews. As a first-time entrepreneur, somehow, some way you have to wing it and do it yourself. And you want to make sure that you're not asking super or superficial questions like, oh, tell me about yourself. What is your dream five years from now? You want to be able to weed out the ones that really are, again, serious about getting this job and contrib- contributing rather than someone who just wants a paycheck and then, you know, chill out the rest of the way. What are the techniques you guys use that other business business people, especially hustlers or those ones who are starting out a company, uh, that they, they can use to, to weed out and get the right hires uh, to start their teams? Yeah, so I really think, Ron, that every company needs to have their own unique interview process, you know, and the way they assess every folks that come their way. Um, And it should be different depending on the role and the seniority because they have to, like for us, one of the things that I really, really love about um, the way we recruit folks is our assessment. So we have unique assessments for, say, a sales role and a support role. Um, And so that's how we like mainly vet um, our our applicants, not just, you know, an initial call, like, hey, like, just tell me about your work experience. That's just basic. So having that assessment um, really helped us a lot in vetting um, qualified candidates from not um, from not unqualified candidates. And then there's like a lot of fall through that's um, actually happening during that stage of the process. What are the culture questions you like to ask? Because I, I, I myself, I've developed like great culture questions, like, like curveballs that always throw people off. <laughs> like I, I specifically set them up through the interview question. Like, okay, you think you're doing good, huh? And I'll throw you a freaking curveball. And they're like, whoa, where did that come from? Out of left field, I just got whooshed, right? But what are those questions that you like to ask that always gets people off guard that, you know, some, some other uh, business people that can, can apply in their interview process? I have one. Um, I really like working with folks who love to learn new things. And yeah. so whenever I ask folks, so, hey, tell me about like the like the last thing that you've done for your self-development. And they're like, uh, I read like Facebook. <laughs> like that. So I, I am shocked because right, like, in order for you to, to grow, right, you have to like digest really, really um, um, important information for your professional development. And yeah. so if I encounter applicants who just, you know, browse Facebook at, on oh, their like, free time, then that just gives me like a clue as to they're really interested about um, growing, them, um, growing um, and being better as a professional. Got it. All right. Now, for, for those people who, again, 
were in my situation in between my first startup party pal and Chatbot Beach, and they want to try, uh, you know, doing remote work. What would be your advice for them uh, in finding the right opportunities? Because again, there's a ton of them out there, and there's a ton of 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 opportunities, and then you know, uh, but they're not equally the same. How do you? Uh, how what can you advise for those people who are now interested to like? Hey, you know what? I don't want to go back to corporate. Go back to the office. Punch punch the clock. Spend two to three hours a day stuck in Manila traffic, just to repeat that thirty more times that month. What would be uh, your advice for them and uh, to, to 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 at least open their minds up if they really want to take a good shot at this? This is no brainer. Just apply at Career Bloom. There you go. <laughs> no, but uh, what are the opportunities in Kruglum? What if not? Got it. What are these opportunities yeah, so that they can see in Kruglum? There's so many. Just every on our careers page, www.kruglum.com. R E W and then Bloom like the flower. B L O O M. Yep. There you go. Straightforward. If you want to do There's other things too. No, no, no. I'm just kidding. But oh, okay. yeah, I think it's a, <laughs> a remote. first before you go and look at other sites, huh? There you go. <laughs> now, uh, last question. Uh, if you guys had a chance to have a reverse spill and, uh, and undo some things that you did during this journey of creating Clue Boom, what would would be what what would be those things that you would do different or do uh, better at, better at while you're doing this? Because again, it, I'm pretty sure there's not been uh, 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 a smooth sailing ride. You had to go through a lot of bullshit too just to get through where you are now. What were those kinks, or what would be those things that you would have to do differently, uh, knowing what you know now? I think there's a lot, <laughs> gosh, like there's a lot, but okay. I think it would like for me, it would be like a waste um, just to undo those things because those serve as like learning lessons for us, you know, to be sure. better. And so if not, if we didn't go through those challenging times, you know, then we won't be um, like at this juncture and we won't be as, I guess, as successful as we are right now. Got it. But what would there be something that really sticks out? Uh that you'd probably do differently because i'm pretty sure there is like for me i can think of 10 things right now like oh shit idiotron was doing stupid things before <laughs> and i would do that now right but what, what, what would be those things at least or what would be that thing that you change for me personally um i would have just been um much more honest with myself early on i think we have a tendency as entrepreneurs to lie to ourselves um yes. Ego is a huge thing. We want. We're really concerned with like how we're going to be um, evaluated by our peers and loved ones because we're literally putting ourselves out there, and it's our okay. baby. It's not, it's not like I'm just like getting another job. Like, and so I just wish that um, sooner I would have realized that there's just really one thing that matters here, and it's revenue. And and being a for-profit company, revenues are ox our oxygen. Without it, we die. And and really nothing else matters. And so um, oh, there's just like so many things. But I, I think that, yeah, just yeah. being honest with myself and, and, and also just like studying more. So accepting that I'm never, never going to be a specialist in one thing, but I'm going to have to accept being a generalist in, in all things. And, and Kate and I wear every hat. So mm-hmm. um, learning to be a better leader and how to inspire and motivate others is something I'm working on every day to get better at. 
That's amazing. And again, sales cure all. You know, revenue is king. You're not doing a business to, to give money away, okay? You need to get something back so that you can sustain it for a long time. How about you, Kate? There's something that uh, you think you'd undo or do differently. Um, well, I guess for me, because looking back, I felt like I was not as um, straightforward as I am right now. Like the I Filipino in you. We, we, um, we like to go around I, in bushes <laughs> before you go. Hmm, yeah. Right? <laughs> so I felt like I wasted a lot of time like cultivating or fostering relationships with right. like new hires or, you know, working with folks that I shouldn't have worked with anymore. Like, and right. on, on like a, um, like a longer term, like, you know, just being very vocal about that and being yeah. more like self-critical. Um, yeah. It would have helped us um, so much, you know, in scaling yeah. our team better. That's and, true. Yeah. Having a better team. Because again, uh, one one thing uh, that I also got from the Western culture is how being straightforward is. Like people think I'm brash, you know, straightforward. But yo, I'm just trying to keep it real with you because you'd rather hear it from me rather than from an angry customer or angry or a potential lead that you didn't do your job right. I'm preparing you for the dogfight. You're gonna go out there for that. So again, Brianna and Kate, thank you very much for being. On Hustle Show. It's been an amazing, amazing episode with you. But I have a, uh, if, if you guys want again, invite people over to, to Crew Bloom to try it out if they want to reach out to you. How do they do that and where do they do it? Well, if they want to apply, <laughs> please visit www.crewbloom.com slash careers. Um, they could also visit us at Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. Like We ha- we are very, very active on our social media channels. Um, so just type Kerbloom, C-R-E-W-B-L-O-M. And then if they wanted to reach out to me, it's best that they reach out via LinkedIn because I'm also very responsive there. There you go. Just don't try to sell her real estate in LinkedIn. Everybody adds me on LinkedIn and then sells me real estate. Like, I don't need a condo right now. <laughs> it's a pandemic. All right. So again, Brianna and Kate, thank you very much. But before I let you go, follow us on whatever podcast app you're listening to, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or whatever. And if we did say some jargon, it's going to be in the show notes on hustleshare.com. And if you want to be involved in going to Hustleshare show, it's going to be in the Hustleshare community where you get to learn to interact with all the uh, listeners of the show as well. And lastly, if you want to suggest a guest, message us on our Hustleshare chatbot at m.me slash hustleshare powered by chatbot. Again, Brianna and Kate, thank you very much. Thanks, Ron. <laughs> yeah, and then, oh, by the way, by the way, guys, please reach out to Brianna as well. Like, she's also very, very active on LinkedIn. So that's like just the best medium to reach out to both of us. Again, don't sell real estate, huh? Okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, <laughs> and I'll see you guys in the next episode. Peace.